Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Range Anxiety. And uh, that was Genuine with uh, Pony, the Pony song. And speaking of Pony, sitting next to me at the moment, I have the Pool Pony. Pool Pony. Pool or Paul? Pool. I don't, I don't know where you're going with <laughs> what Pony we, Horse. <laughs> I could understand, but not Pony. Ah, well, yeah, but it, anyway, it's me, World. Hey, Marty. Hey, babe. Um, apparently, they call you, apparently they call you Shetland in the shower block up there. Oh, amongst other things. <laughs> yeah, the Shetland. Tripod. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, photographer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that was Genuine Pony. Yeah, and Pony. Uh, It's a great track. Um, oh, you obviously haven't been reading my Facebook then. Oh, when was the last time you looked at it? Oh, I'm not sure. It wouldn't have been that long ago. Uh, day, maybe? Sometimes I'm out of the loop a little bit when I'm flying in and out. Mm. So you, know, you haven't so... you haven't heard of Horsey Horseless? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Horsey Horseless? <laughs> yes. Now that you mention it, I did see that. Now, and that is, to me... It was an invention. I'm, yes. And it was a brilliant one. It's yeah. kind of like the new EVs with the get manual gearboxes. Wait, that. wait don't, don't get don't... there too fast. <laughs> but the Horsey... Horseless was an invention in 1899 of a Seventh-day Adventist preacher, pastor, and um, what he wanted to do was not scare the other horses on the road, so he made a wooden, it was a wooden horse bust that you fitted to the front of, you know, your D-Dion boot on or whatever, old steam carriage or internal, com no, no, they didn't have Subarus then, <laughs> thing. they had electric though. They did. Yeah. And so what you did is you put the horse's bust on it so that old Oliver, the Clydesdale, when he was coming the other way, yeah. would it, the, the car would be passed before he'd realise he'd been fooled by a fake horse. That's it. That's and it. it made owners feel better about... <laughs> no, no. Did they have reins to steer? Oh, they probably did. Now, no one ever knows if the horsey horseless, as it was called, made it into production. But mm. Because there's only the patent drawings. Because you, no one knows. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Well, would, were you still, around in 1899, Paul? Well, I'm sure we've got friends that were. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> but um, they'd still be around, surely, on a... We got 1900 Nobody, vehicles. Nobody knows. Nobody knows if, you know, nobody has got one in the flesh. So nobody knows, other than some drawings or a prototype, whether the horsey horseless actually mm. existed. And it's probably a good thing it didn't. Yeah, it's probably, probably. You know, because I would really, really, you know hate to see like people sticking things to the front of their BYD Addos to try and make it <laughs> seem more like a petrol car. Like a bonnet scoop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You could, couldn't you? There's yeah. no reason you couldn't. I was thinking of a grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that That's that thing though. That people still hang on to that shape. Because it's still the shape of a petrol engine vehicle that only needed that because of the radiator, surely. That's right, but you know as well as I do that modern internal combustion cars don't need grills anymore. They do everything through the bottom slot like this does. Yeah, yeah. All of the cooling comes through there. That's yeah. just aesthetics. Yep, because it is pleasing to the eye. Yeah. Well, you know, how does Unlike it, the front you know, of how the... would a Lamborghini, Huracan, <laughs> uh, yeah. call itself? Yep. They don't have much of an inlet at the front. Because it's all in the rear and all the vents and well, that's what, beside a vent the door. You, your favourite little saying. Yeah, a vent, a door. But you know, <laughs> it's like cars don't need that bigger inlets anymore. No, like they did once upon a time. No, that's because they were just scramming, jamming what they could in there and just hoping for the best. Now it's a little bit more. Um, it is a little, of an art. Like they actually do, like you know, computational fluid dynamics to see what goes on in engine bays and yep. letting air in and out. You know, not it's not like an 
48215 and FX hold. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it just looked like a few bits of railroad sleeper and yep. that's that. And if you saw the radiator in one, yeah, mm. you'd be wondering what the hell they were thinking. Well, you know, you take your average um, nose picker oyster shucker flat earther, right? They get Land Cruiser 79 and then they put everything they can to block all the fucking airflow into the front of it. You know, we're going to do a front mount intercooler, so they do that. Then they put a ball bar on it. Then they put wire mesh there. Yep. Then they put spotlights in there front of that. There you go. That's what I was waiting they for. Block the, and they I mean, blocked the whole fucking front of the at car. At least off. they've gone LED now. But it used to be whatever the massive metal halide things they could get. They might as well have put a little oven in the front No, they've there. got all the halides working in their grow rooms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to fund it. Yeah, I yeah. get it. But, geez, they used to crank out some heat, some of them things. Yes, they, they did. If you left your covers on, they'd be melted. Yeah, and these are the same sort of people that put, I love this, I see it all the time. I saw some dipshit on Facebook earlier today. He was advertising like, I want this oil cooler for this, you know, import car, and we'll just, we put the air-to-air heat exchanger in front of the fucking intercooler. Yeah. Yep. Like, are you stupid? Yeah. But it's a catch-22, though. Is it? Yeah. Where would you put it? Well, off to the side somewhere. Yeah, that, that'd be the best bet, but now you... Lots, of, lots get... of oil coolers can lay flat under the car, too. I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there was plenty of intercoolers laid back, sitting on top. Hey, V-mount. Old you school. You That's because you spent so long going sideways, you didn't get much airflow anyway. Do you know drifters are actually mainly, from what I've seen, because I've, I've known a few drifters over the years and research, I research a bit of drifter, and they are mainly flat earthers. Did you know that? I could picture it. Yeah, but it's yeah. not a... It's, you don't have to be real smart to smoke tyres, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It coined the whole term grip racing, which Didn't I know, yeah. I know you love grip racing. Grip racing. <laughs> you wouldn't know how would you know what you're fucking talking about? You're a grip racer. <laughs> yeah, I just put my nankangs on backwards so that it didn't laminate as easily. Hey, hey, hey. That Remember that was a thing? Yeah, that wasn't nankangs. Oh, it was Federals. <laughs> and it was that guy, what was his name? Um, Cocklash. Oh, Whiplash. Eyelash. <laughs> No, we, we did find Actually, that he's gone back to horse. he's gone back to horses too, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, he'd like he'd like a horsey horseless. <laughs> <laughs> you hope you get that one, Phelpsy. Um anyway, on to what we were talking about today. Yeah, what were we talking about? Pony. There's a car company that's in a lot of trouble. You wouldn't think so, because they're a big company, but it's Toyota and their subsidiaries. Because they've totally lost the fucking plot. Like all Japanese car manufacturers now have just totally lost the fucking plot. They've got no idea. I did right. see you link to an article where aren't mm. Toyota the second biggest EV mob? <laughs> well, according to some <laughs> some mainstream media, it comes up with that crap. Well, they had well, people just make shit up as they go. But so a Prius is electric, apparently. No, it's not. It's a hybrid. But anyway, people mm. just journalists just make shit up. Most media you read is false and made up, other yep. than range anxiety, because <laughs> we report the truth about Stellantis. It's based on fact. Um, someone actually did um, a Melbourne. Melbourne listener I was talking to yesterday said, why do you keep going on about Stellantis? What are they? Now, we've said it before. Explain Stellantis in 15 seconds. Go on. Go. They're a multinational um, car company mob. They own lots of them. They own lots of brands. they got all the automotive feces. It's like we go around picking up dog shit. Then you got your big few, and yeah. then you got the rest. The rest is Stellantis. Stellantis. Is, is that the Dodge, Jeep, Fiat. Alpha, Peugeot, you know, those cars that you'd never buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lantus. Yeah, but if you have enough of those little brands, 
you make you money. will end up selling a few cars. And apparently they're leading the world in electrification too. <laughs> Just ask that that, that challenger thing, charger or whatever. With the Fratzonic chamber, that's Fratlanders. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But they they aren't as misguided as Toyota because Toyota are in real trouble, right? They've got Lexus now running their, allegedly, running their EV program. And Lexus were pretty good at rebadging Camrys and making them really nicely finished cars and making some really ugly fucking cars too. But anyway, Lexus make a pretty good car. They do, yeah. Um, If you're not interested in in anything new, modern or decent. (laughs) Um, But quality and stuff, they're good. Yeah. They've got terrible UIs. They've got terrible user interfaces and terrible switch gear and stuff like that. They're just just old-fashioned. They appeal to boomers. So they've got... Lexus, a boomer company, um, doing EV design for Toyota. And so what they're trying to do, the Japanese, because it, it is a very ageing population over there. They have a lot yep. of old people in Japan. Yep. So they're trying to make these cars appeal to people that are 60 plus. There's right? a market there. Well, They got money. Yeah, but they don't live very long, so they're <laughs> going to be repeat buyers. You know, normally at 60, <laughs> you're getting towards the end. Yeah, so but you're the, usually going to la- lash out that one last time. That one last Yeah, hurrah. I suppose one last hurrah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So you want it to be nice, functional, but you want it to be comfortable. Some of you used to. So what did Lexus put in these cars for the boomers? You can tell the, the well, listeners. Well. I, I don't know. I'm guessing they came equipped with a Nokia and... <laughs> a manual gearbox. <laughs> oh, did they? In their EV. Uh, a, a real one. No. No, no, no. So I pretend one. So what it is, and there was Evo magazine put up a video of it. They've got this Lexus, you know, with the 1980s and 90s dashboard and shit in it. And there it is, driving around, making really quiet fake engine noises. Yep. <laughs> Sound like someone, you know, someone's Tackle. farting. Yeah, like a... Uh, a cono and, and it's got this big gear stick in the middle. And the guy's changing gears, like a manual, like a H-pattern, five or six speed or whatever. I was just going, click, click. <laughs> Click, <laughs> click as he's going through the gears. All you yeah. could hear was the thing clicking and making, and it's got a clutch pedal. Yeah, right. So it's going to simulate a real world driving experience. Yeah. So it's just a bit of exercise for really. the 0.01% of people that could actually be fucked wanting to have a manual or and, drive it. And I'm guessing if you didn't feel like it, you just didn't use them? I don't know. <laughs> You'd want to be able to switch it on and off, wouldn't you? <laughs> just leave it. But it yeah, so what they've done is they've taken everything good about driving an EV, i.e. one foot, you know, driving, um, no gear shifts. They've taken all of that good shit and threw it all in the bin, not by making their car bad, but by making the driving experience shit. It's like... It's like um, when the Model T came out and really revolutionised cars, it's like saying we're going to put it, we're going to put the saddle where the seat is and some reins on it. We're going to make it stink like horse shit for you. And horsey horse head thing well, yeah. on the front. Horsey horseless. <laughs> horsey horseless by Stellantis on the front. And right? we know how that went. Didn't, didn't it go, didn't go, didn't go did good. It? No, no, no. So, you know, what? what's next? There's going to be fake... Um, well, they could do a, a version of the um that side the, not the cyber truck. What's the semi cyber semi? What's it semi? Just semi. It's like semi. Just semi. <laughs> yeah, they could do a fake Road Ranger. Imagine, yeah, imagine that all fifty-two all... gears and flicking up switches and <laughs> splits and oh, high lows. Shit, that's gonna I mean, be fantastic. And so that'll be the next thing I reckon is they'll do scratch and sniff <laughs> in the car. Remember those old t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Old hyper-colour t-shirts had the scratch what, and what sniff. You, you could offer burning oil. Yeah. Maybe, maybe coolant, overheat. You can or Subaru, which is like <laughs> E85 e- 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 and coolant, you know? And With a bit of a knock. You know, so 
who do they think this is going to appeal to? Because, you know, I speak to my kids and they're in their 20s, so early. So they're primed to buy a new car when they're professionals in their 30s, you know. And I'm like, do you want this or that? They're like, why the fuck would I want that in the car? Isn't that like what a wild shit has? Yeah. You know? So the one or two boomers out there, you know, will want their fake manual gearbox to make their 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 EV yeah. seem better, but yeah, the marketing department's not in touch. <clears throat> you know with what? The, reality. No, they aren't. The Japanese have never the Japanese have never made a good car, right? And you're going to go, oh, and put my listeners go, oh, unless they had an actual mission. And the mission, for example, the R32 GDR was to dominate Group A racing, which it did. That was a mission. Yep. Um, you know, the, even the Wanko RX-7 stuff was a mission to make the ultimate sports car that with, you know, following lightweight and this, that, the other. And the R35 was on a mission and some Toyotas, you know, like the original Supra was to make the fattest Boulevard Cruiser in California. And, you know, you know yep. Japanese, yep. when they're left to their own devices, design cars do some stupid stuff because they're out of touch with the mainstream California buyer's version of, um, sanity. Camry's a good product, right? Because it, they don't think. They just try and make the blandest car they can. That, therefore, that's bland. therefore it oh, works. Yeah. They've nailed that. Right? They nailed that. But stuff like this, like, you know, where they're trying to appeal to a market segment that doesn't exist is a one-way ticket to bankruptcy. Let me explain. Shall I explain to you, Paul? If you want, but just, just so I can jump in for a second. The 79 series... Yeah. That still looks like the older one. Yeah. It's still very, very popular car. Because it's niche. Yeah. It's not a volume seller by any means. Yeah, yeah. I get that. You know, they but don't do a million a year. A few companies have sort of hung on to that with some, I guess, low volume. You can't make Look, money on low volume. Well, you can convince 22, 23-year-old kids that are just, just qualified tradesmen to spend their first years at full experience wages on a car that has wind-up windows because they want to live the dream of wearing an Akubra and Blundstones, <laughs> then you're a yep. marketing fucking genius. Just remember you can hose them out too because they don't even have carpet. That's right. <laughs> now you're a marketing genius. Yeah. And, yep. you know, and it's self-propagating because, you know, you sell them for 30 grand more than you paid for it. So your 80 grand um, 79 series, by the time it's had six owners, it's $350,000. Yeah. Yep. You bought Lamborghini for that. <laughs> Why would you? They only depreciate. Well, exactly. Just get another Land yes. Cruiser. Two. Yes. And three. And you can retire just yep. by selling them. So, you know, the Japanese left their own devices are, are just do some dumb shit. And it, it's a way to lose a lot of money because let me riddle you this, Paul. How mm. much time and money did it take to develop the fake gearbox that no one's going to want or use? Well, that's actually something I don't know, which I know you'll find that Considerable. hard Considerable. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that. Anything that happens in a car manufacturer, there's a lot of R&D. Validation. Usually, they have people come in and say whether it's good. Or, what do they call that? A focus group. Yes, of course. Now, who was their focus group? A bunch, probably a bunch of 60, 70-year-olds. <laughs> Yeah, what you know, were they thinking? They weren't thinking. No. So all of this engineering di- directive and all of this engineering time and talent that was put towards making a fake manual gearbox and a fake clutch pedal and a fake exhaust noise and no doubt some scratch and sniff um, could have actually been put into making the range better or the battery pack better or the, or the electric motors better. But no, 
Yeah. People don't want that, or in Toyota's case, making sure that wheels actually don't fall off them. I don't know if I can agree with you, people don't want that. I think people do want that. But we'll see. But if the company aren't good at delivering that, they've got to find something else, don't they? I suppose. Let's just say you can't make the fastest. Well, then you don't target it as that, do you? Mm. You can't make the one with the longest range. Well, mm. Don't try and sell that. You can make one with a pretend plastic gearbox that makes funny shift change noises. There's your gimmick. Got one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. Uh, we, it, we're adults that think about what we're doing, and we think it's pretty stupid. But there's people out there that might want that pretend. Oh, there's a helicopter. What does a helicopter circle you, Paul, when you're here? Yeah, just um, yeah, don't yeah, say my name yeah. for a while in case they're listening. Yeah, we won't play Beyonce, say my name. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, it's just totally stupid. And I think, Toyota, it's time you put your big boy pants on. Threw all your hybrid shit in the bin and started trying to do something decent. I think I think they've taken the BZX4S or whatever it is, their thing that the wheels fell off. I think they've taken it off the market for re-release in 2024. Right. You know, like, they're not serious. They just want to keep selling the same old shit. Are they really in trouble, though? Because they're still no, the second No, no, they're still biggest. selling. They're still yeah. selling heaps. But the problem is they're going to get swamped by the Chinese. Like, mm. you know, what are you going to do? Buy, what, there are people that I know that would, are buying a 40 grand BYD Addo, not a 40 grand Camry. Yeah. You know, they're going to get swamped. You're getting better bang for buck. Heaps better bang for buck. Yeah. And potentially more resale because you know, we've covered that point where the sales thing's going to turn off pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. I'm road tripping this weekend. You are? In, in the... In this. In this? Nice. Tesla Model 3. It's the best. They're the best road trip cars in the world. It's a good time for you, isn't it? To go road tripping. Why? Sun shining. Power's generating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down the beach. Yep. You where, know. where the sun needs to be shining for it to be worthwhile. So I'm taking four. I'm taking... There's four of us going in the car with all the luggage, everything else, and the dog. Mm. You know? And I said, uh, you know, we've only got a, well, if I take it, you know, no, at normal speeds, it's 400 kilometres to make sure I've got enough charge to get back as well. We're going to stop once for 15 minutes. That's right? not bad. And they're going, yep. no, that's not enough. Now what? So rather than just stopping at Keith for 15 minutes to get through to Robe, or stopping at Taylor Bend for, say, 20 minutes and going down to Coorong to get to Robe, yep. um, they're making me stop at Taylor Bend. They're making me stop at Robe. They're making, oh, sorry, at Keith. They're making me do two supercharger stops. Where I don't even need to do that because in four hours of driving, you've got to stop more than once for 10 to 15 minutes. You do just naturally Apparently. is what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These if are three we, women. Right. Now, because what I was about to say is they're not making you do anything, right? No. This is just, they want to stop, don't yeah. they? Yeah. This isn't because the car They want to get out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying, no, I'll go straight through. If I couldn't. I doubt if I could go straight through because of the climb at the start because it's 400k. I could probably, if I was playing tight ass with it, get there, but I'd be on fumes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, it just requires a quick top up on the supercharger, bang, bang, and that's it. But no, no, we need to stop more than that. And then we need to stop here. And it's like, but I thought you're complaining, you know, that, let you go to stupid, you can stop all the time. When you say you've got to stop once in four hours, they go, I need to stop more. Yeah, just goes to show you can, you can do it. You can do Actually, I don't, wouldn't like she. I'd be yeah. like the piss pop in the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. Or the one before but last. just goes to show it's easy done, driving wherever you want to go, because you pull it over is. for 15 minutes wherever you're going. But, but having said that, if you pulled over 15 minutes at all these stops, is there enough charges to go around? 
there, there'll be room for you to just Well, there's eight, there's eight or six or eight at Tail and Ben and four at Keith, and there'll be no one at either of them. When we flip around and there's a few more EVs than there is... Well, it tells me on my screen how many are being used before I get okay, there. Okay, so you can plan ahead. My God, isn't it good to have an electric car that actually has its own charging network? And with that, Paul, I'll tell you to say... Stay positive, people. Positive? What about negative? Uh, leg- oh, I was talking electric. Later, babe. <laughs>